Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Hi, folks. How are you? Welcome, everyone. Episode 47. The show notes will be at labradorleadership.com slash 47. A little bit different today. Alex is off. And uh, it's time to just draw a breath. This isn't a rant. But I just want us to, I, I want you, I want you people that take enough care to listen to us to join me in drawing a breath for a moment and think about things in light of what happened in Charleston, South Carolina last week. On the evening of the 17th, there was a shooting at the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in downtown Charleston. It's one of the oldest black churches in the country and has been a site for a community organization around civil rights. But on this day, nine people were killed, including the senior pastor there and a state senator, Clementa C. Pinckney, and there were other injuries as well. There has been an arrest of Dylan Roof, which is been in the in the press for some time but today I just uh, I just want to take a moment to talk about what this might mean to us to you and to me and to just if I can make you stop and think about exactly what it does mean to you at about 9 o'clock that night, the police there responded to calls of the shooting. And there was a man, a white man with blonde hair, a young man, 21 years old, wearing a gray sh- sweatshirt and jeans, and he opened fire with a 45 caliber handgun on a group of people in the church in a Bible study. An hour before that, he had been present and participating in the Bible study. There had been 13 people there, including the shooter. Listening to the accounts of people that talked to survivors, the shooter asked for Pinckney and sat down next to him sat there listening to others during the study. And he started to disagree when they began discussing the scripture. And eventually he stood up, pulled a gun from a fanny pack, and opened fire. Two today. I saw recently an article in Psychology Today 
by David Nios. David, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Perhaps you can join us in the discussion. That uh, the issues of that tragedy in Charleston bring us to talk about the issues in American culture. And of course, at the forefront of that discussion will be racism, gun violence. And we may not take away a lot from those discussion because David's point is that decrying those two are fine, but he makes the case in the way a great scholar often does is that the problems at its core are anti-intellectualism. And he makes the point saying this, that America is killing itself through its embrace and exaltation of ignorance and uh, the evidence being all around us. And I'm quoting him now in his article, in a country where a sitting congressman told a crowd that evolution and the Big Bang are lies straight from the pit of hell, and where the chairman of a Senate panel bought a snowball into the committee chamber as evidence that climate change and global warming was a hoax, and where almost one in three citizens can't name the vice president. And I'm sure you've seen a lot in the social media and on YouTube about that exercise. And if you don't know who the vice president is, I'm not going to tell you. But if you're listening to this show, I'm sure you know who it is. But he decries this intellectualism as being part of the failure of society. He goes on to say that people will make the argument that educated people can still be racist, but that shouldn't remove the spotlight from the whole issue of anti-intellectualism and ignorance. And even intelligent and educated individuals, due to the influences of their culture and the institutions they are part of, they can sometimes carry racist biases. But critically thinking individuals, he says, recognize that racism is wrong and undesirable. And even if they can't get, he says, every morsel of bias from their own psyches or from social institutions out. An anti-intellectual society will have lots of people who are motivated by fear. They're susceptible to tribalism and they're just incapable, in his words, of emotional maturity. Now, in response to David's article, there was a a fairly quick response in the grand scheme of things by Dr. Ravi Chandra. And I will post a link to that, of course, as well. But he makes a good point, and it is this point that I want to bring forward for our listeners, for you, and for me to consider. 
And he said that, yes, anti-electoralism is at play here, but he characterizes this as just being symptomatic of something deeper. And this resonated with me. And that something deeper is self-centeredness. He writes, we are very, very self-centered and therefore we believe our own snuff. Racism, sexism, misogyny, gay hatred, homophilia, religious hatred. What they boil down to, Dr. Chandra says, is valuing, valuing one's own group and perspective over that of another group's rights and perspective. So this, this is more than a gap, he says, in our capacity to be more intellectual and to think critically. We have failures in empathy. And there's the word, the leadership skill we have put at the top of the list in our discussions here. And that lack of empathy puts walls between us. Social media has made many people prefer to be right than related. And you click at the polarization and the political parties to be the same thing. And this brings us back with empathy to that other core concept I've laid before you, that being emotional intelligence. And when I talk about emotional intelligence, I talk about it being, you know, a, a better predictor for the success of a business, for you as a leader, and even more so for you as a person. So critical thinking it can only take you so far, but it's your EQ that leads to success in your life. And that concept breaks down into self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills, as Dr. Goldman describes it. And most importantly, EI, EQ, can be taught and cultivated in children and adults, just like critical reasoning. So you can just perhaps roll your eyes a little bit at the intellectual elite when you hear the comment that anti-intellectualism Parentheses, ignorance is what's killing America. But I think the case is very strong here for self-centeredness. So one of the most important teachers in my past, my high school English teacher, and she is still with us, although I don't know that she listens, Jean Saunders, once uh, 
once told the class that if you're ever in a position to answer a, a question, whether it be on an exam or a quiz show, to identify a quote, you can always say it's either from the Bible, Shakespeare, or Alexander Pope. And so when we talk about this, I come up with a quote, to err is human, to forgive divine. And indeed, that's from the pen of Alexander Pope. And so maybe spiritual forgiveness, Christian forgiveness, has a role here. But as long as we are defensive with the groups we're in, our gender, our ethnicity, our religion, the seed for hatred is going to be there. Dylan Roos' Facebook page is covered with evidence of hatred. It's a pretty sad thing. So for the the sake of the the sake of the nine for the sake of Clementa C. Pinckney, Cynthia Marie Graham Hurd, Susie Jackson. Ethel Lee Lance, DePayne Middleton Doctor, Tywanza Sanders, Daniel Simmons, Sharonda Coleman Singleton, and Mara Thompson. Perhaps we can stop and take a breath together and ask ourselves. Privately, but pointedly, ask ourselves, whom have I hated? Do I do things that promote an in-group versus the out-group mentality? What are the boundaries of my group? Could this attitude that I have lead to harm for me, for my group, for other groups? What can I do to minimize the dangers inherent in this way that I think? And the last question, how can I change? How can I change this mentality? How can I be more aware? Can I bring more empathy into my life? Okay, that's it, folks. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. For those of you that made it to the end of this episode, thank you very much. 
Thank you very much. At the end of the episodes, when I say take care of one another, I really, truly mean it. So please take care of one another. We'll see you next time.